Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Occasionally on this show, I've been accused of doing too many dopey like uh, questions, you know, try to keep people listening, uh, who am I, the instant trivia, things like that. But I'm going to put one on the spot to you right now. I'm going to start the, the program with a question. Do you know, without cheating on your phone, do you know who the losingest franchise in NFL history is? Do you know? These are the losingest baseball team. 
The Sacramento Kings, I believe, are the losing. Actually, I think it's the Golden State Warriors. I think the Warriors have lost more. See, the Warriors or the Kings have lost the most games in NBA history. But the, the NFL, the losingest franchise in NFL history, who are you going to go? Are you going to go Lions? you think it's the Lions? No, not the Lions. Browns? Oh, Browns would be a good guess, right? Not the Browns. That's wrong. How about the Cardinals? The Cardinals have 753 losses in their franchise history. That is more than any other team in the history of pro football by almost 100. They've lost 95 games more. Now the argument is, well, the Cardinals have been around longer than anybody, blah, 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 blah. Well, Arizona, they also have a new head coach, and if you were not listening throughout the day, if you did not follow the news of the day, bad job by you. I'm here to help. If you're not hurt, uh, we'll get you up to speed here. Cliff Kingsbury, who 44 days earlier was fired from his college job, wasn't good enough to coach in the Big 12, but he's now good enough to coach in the NFC West. That's the news of the day. Uh, the former Texas Tech coach, 44 days, and he – does it even count if you, if you're hired for a job, but you don't do the job? Do you get credit for the job? Like for 44 days now, in that 44 days, Kingsbury got hired at USC to be the offensive coordinator. They didn't play a game. He didn't coach a game. Do you get credit for that? Is it? It's like saying Bill Belichick is a former coach of the head coach of the Jets because he was named coach of the Jets and then he changed his mind the next day. Or Stan Van Gundy was briefly named the coach of the Sacramento Kings and then changed his mind. Or and we go down the list. I think it was Billy Donovan. Was he the head coach for a day of the Orlando Magic? Remember that? Anyway, the, the point is, you get my point. But this is about the Cardinals, about the NFL. So Kingsbury takes over for Steve Wilkes who succumbed to the heat exposure in the desert. He did not handle the Cardinal job very well. So the, the guy with the matinee idol looks now takes over in Arizona. Let's discuss. Now the question, what are the chances that Cliff Kingsbury is successful as head coach in the NFL with the Cardinals? Now on the Maller scale of success, with 10 being Bill Belichick, an all-time, 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 all-time great. And one being Hugh Jackson. Or Rod Marinelli, coach of the 0-16. Any of the 0-16 coaches, Rod Marinelli or Hugh Jackson, which is the definition of failure. Uh, I'm going to go on the, on again, 1-10 to 10 the scale. I am going to go with a 3 for Kingsbury, which is close closer to a 1 than it is to a 10 but I'm at a three. Now, my views on this, you've got the trash shoot, neurosis, and the devil's workshop. And we will tie all these uh, together here into a nice little package for you. Now, A, at first glance, hiring Cliff Kingsbury is bat bleep crazy is what it is, right? Can we all agree on that? The guy was fired 44 days ago. I don't think anyone's going to disagree on that when you hire a guy who was just let go because he failed in college football. And then at second glance... It's still bat bleep crazy, right? It's still, what are you doing? It's bloody bizarro world is what it is. 
And so Kingsbury is the newest gold standard for something, and I've seen this in the radio business. I, I know a guy in the early days of Fox Sports Radio who got hired on his resume, couldn't do the job. It's a story we tell from time to time. He's still working somewhere. But this is called falling up is what it is. Cliff Kingsbury has accomplished falling up. Bad at your job, but getting promoted anyway. That's what he's done. Think about the path to the NFL. Six weeks ago, he was dumped like yesterday's garbage. You'd throw down the trash chute by Texas Tech. Get out of here. Now, don't get me wrong. Coaches get fired all the time. Radio people get fired all the time. I've been fired. It happens, right? You pick up. You go to the island. You go to the beach. Wherever you go there, hang out for a while, get another job. You move on. Keep your your nose down. You keep going, right? But this is different. He was the favorite son, Kingsbury, of Texas Tech. That's his alma mater. Played quarterback there. And he was five games under five hundred, six seasons with the Red Raiders. The most wins he had there was eight. Don't tell me you can't win more than eight. Look at Mike Leach. He had some big years at Texas Tech back in the day before they ran him out of town. In Kingsbury, he's had two winning seasons and four losing seasons as a college football head coach. And they made three bowl games. Now, keep in mind, there are 349 bowl games every year, it seems like. No one's watching these games, but they're for television. They, they were in the Holiday Bowl. They won that. Texas Tech did. They lost to the somebody in the Texas Bowl and something called the Birmingham Bowl. I don't know what the hell that is either. I have no idea. And this year, the year that got him fired, Texas Tech was 5-7. and seven. The offensive dynamo engineered an offensive football team that scored 17 points against TCU, had six points against Kansas State, and now he's a head coach in the NFL. In fact, I I saw a bunch of talking heads just blowing hot air out of their mouth about how amazing these offenses at Texas Tech were. Now, out of 214 ranked schools in college football for points per game, where do you think Texas Tech ranked, this offensive dynamo? How about 100th? 100th out of – that's I believe that's right in the middle of the bell curve. I think I'm correct on that, right? You talk about a tactical genius. Now, advocates of Kingsbury smother him with compliments. They talk again, much like the Green Bay Packers' new coach, Matt LaFleur. They talk about his youth, his leading man looks – I. I want my football coach ugly. I don't want a good-looking football coach. I like ugly. I need ugly from my football coach. If you're too good-looking as a football coach, I get concerned. Uh, they, they, I, I saw one story I read. They, they talked about his enchanting personality. Again, they say he's a quarterback whisper. Everyone's a quarterback whisper. They credited Mahomes and Johnny Football, Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, all disciples of Cliff Kingsbury, going on and on and on. And now he gets the keys to an NFL job. Now, granted, it's an outhouse. Uh, you know, it's it's a pro football gig, but it's an outhouse. It's a fixer-upper is what it is. You know, it's kind of like when you buy a house. If you've got a lot of money, you buy a house in an amazing neighborhood, and the you know neighbors are great. There's a lot of parks, low crime, just wonderful. Nothing needs to be done to the house. And... Then there's a job like this, which is kind of in a shady part of town, 
right? The house needs some work. It's an older house. You got to put some work into it. Yeah, neighbors might be doing meth. I don't know. Uh, they've got problems. There's some crime. There've been some break-ins there. Some vandalism, petty vandalism mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. That's what Kingsbury's got with the Cardinals. That's what he's got, right? Now, part B, the fact that Cliff Kingsbury has been selected as the chosen one, right, the chosen one to save the sorrowful Cardinal franchise is comical. It is confirmation that Sean McVay neurosis. We're heading towards a pandemic situation in the NFL. Teams are trying to mimic the L.A. Rams. Now, i got to tell you, as a Ram apologist, this is flattering. This whole groupthink thing which is going on, it's groupthink on steroids. Now, keep in mind, nobody expected Sean McVay to be any good. Do you remember when he was hired? Many goofed on the Rams for hiring a millennial. What are they doing? Shoddy resume, never really done anything of note. And now they want to have his love child, these NFL teams. They, they, they want to have an affair with him. They want to be his mistress. It's unreal. Now, the main reason that I'm only at a three for Cliff Kingsbury is he's supposed to fix the Cardinals' offense, but he's got Josh Rosen. I'm not buying stock in Josh Rosen. That's not going to pay dividends. I don't buy it. I'm not taking the Kool-Aid with Josh Rosen as a viable winning quarterback in the NFL. i got to see a whole lot more than I've seen. And so now you look at the NFC West. You've got – look at the coaches. You've got Sean McVay, 32. He's about to turn 33. Kyle Shanahan and Kingsbury are 39. The combined age at this moment, I'm talking to you and you're listening to me, 110 years between those three coaches. There's people alive in the world 110 years old, and those three coaches add up to 110. Now, Pete Carroll is 67 by himself. Okay, so he's all. if you combine Sean McVay and either Kingsbury or Shanahan, you get close to where Pete Carroll is, right? I mean, a few more, a few extra years, right? But this fascination with, with youth in coaching, that's where we are right now. Now, finally, if you could eavesdrop, wouldn't this be fun? I think it would be. Maybe I'm the only one. If you could eavesdrop into some of these front office meetings, these teams that are looking for coaches, and be the old fly on the wall, it's not that hard to decode what's going on. The owners pounding the table. I don't, don't you imagine? Here's what I imagine is happening. Owners are pounding the table. They're saying, get me the next Sean McVay. I don't care how you do it. Get me the next Sean McVay. And that is the devil's workshop is what it is because you end up getting these guys that are unqualified. It doesn't matter if you have a piecemeal resume, completely unpolished. It doesn't matter. If you're young, an offensive guru, and have some kind of connection to McVay, the doors have opened up, right? We've literally opened Pandora's box as far as coaches are concerned, it, it, for years, when I was younger, it was always about like retread coaches. Get a guy that has some experience. Now, that hurts you. Now, that's a bad thing uh, if you have experience. Now, the, the funniest part of this, I, I got to tell you, the funniest part of this, the Cardinals sent out a news release announcing the hiring of Kingsbury. And in the news release, there was this glowing reference 
I'm reading it right out of this. It, 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 Cliff Kingsbury was friends with Sean McVay. The Cardinals didn't even hide this. <laughs> they admitted that he has become the blueprint to many of the new coaching hires around the NFL. The PR department celebrated the fact that McVay reached out to Kingsbury. It says it right in the news release after he was bushwhacked by Texas Tech to give him a job on the Ram staff as an offensive consultant. Now, despite this being insane to the membrane, uh, despite that, I actually like this more than I like Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm going to tell you why, okay? To me, this has more juice. They're both going to fail, but this, to me, has more juice. You change coaches to energize your fan base and to win games. Kingsbury has a very small chance of winning, but he'll win the news conference. He's charming. He's got the matinee idol looks. He'll win the news conference. I don't even know what Matt LaFleur sounds like. I barely know what the guy looks like. And it doesn't matter. I mean, two years from now, he'll be fired. Three years from now, these guys will be out of work. And we'll move on. And whoever the flavor of the, the month is at that point will be the new coach. Now, another funny part of this, the Cardinals' social media, they tracked down Cliff Kingsbury and had him announce how excited he was to become the new head coach in Arizona. Have you heard this? Oh, my God. This is a 10. Listen to Cliff Kingsbury. I want you to see if you can feel the raw emotion coming through the radio as Kingsbury makes the announcement. Cliff Kingsbury here. Cardinals fans can't tell you how excited I am uh, to be your head coach. Uh, looking forward to taking the field at State Farm Stadium in front of the Red Sea. It's time to rise up. <laughs> that is the head coach in the NFL, Cliff Kingsbury. It, it sounds to me like a hostage video. Can we play that again? Listen to Cliff Kingsbury. I believe he's being held against his will. We might want to call the authorities. Cliff Kingsbury here. Cardinals fans can't tell you how excited I am. Uh, to be your head coach. Why not? Uh, looking forward to taking the field at State Farm Stadium in front of the Red Sea. It's time to rise up. <laughs> and can you please pay my, pay my ransom so I can leave and go somewhere else? <laughs> uh, play it again. That's Is that not great? I want to hear it one more time. This is just wonderful. Is this not the greatest? This is a, a man's dream come true. Head coach in the National Football League. There's only 32 of these jobs. Really, there's not even 32 because Belichick's had his for like 20 years. So there's really only 31 of these jobs. And listen to the emotion, how excited Cliff Kingsbury's. I tell you what, if I'm a Cardinal fan, I'm a little aroused right now. I'm as excited as he is. Listen to this. Cliff Kingsbury here. Cardinals fans can't tell you how excited I am uh, to be your head coach. <laughs> uh, looking forward to taking the field at State Farm Stadium in front of the Red Sea. It's time to rise up. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie slash Judas Garcia. I'm going to go out on a limb. I know. I think you're going to say what I'm going to say. Go ahead. That was one take? That's what I'm going to say. No, I'm, uh, what, I, what I got out of that was whoever was holding the, uh, the phone or whatever it was they were recording this with said, we play in State Farm Stadium and our <laughs> fan base is called the Red Sea. Make sure you use that. Get He's like, got it. I got it. Yeah, I'm you, all over it. You got to relate, though. 
No, I'm I'm thinking that's one take. Like Kingsbury's like, I don't want to do this. This is ridiculous. I'm standing in front of a guy with an iPhone. What am I doing here? This is so embarrassing. And so he's like, I'll do one take, and that's it. I'm done. And that was the only take. Right there. That was it. Boy, that's exciting. Boy, these, this is a fun time, Eddie. These coaches getting hired in the NFL. Isn't this exciting? So exciting. Well, um, I agree with you. This is probably not going to work. But if you're going to if you're going to give me the option of seconds of Steve Wilkes or Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. I'll take Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, why not? Well, the Texas Tech hundredth in college football on offense points per game, so they were very productive. Yeah. Well, the Steve Wilkes coached uh, had a losing record at Savannah State, uh, so I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take Kingsbury. Yeah. Well, they can. You know, every year they can do this. They can name a new coach every year, and it's a it's a great temp job. Kingsbury will suck, and he'll go back to college football as a coordinator somewhere or a head coach in college football again. I'll remember him best as USC offensive coordinator. It was a magical 35 minutes that he was at USC. He never failed there. Yeah, and when USC turns things around, they can thank Cliff Kingsbury for the culture, the winning culture that he provided to USC. Did he even step on campus? Well, he had to sign the contract, right? Didn't he, he have to sign the contract? You could do that with technology, right? You could do that over the internet or something, probably. I sold a house, and I never actually went and you know signed the documents Good physically. Good point, yeah. yeah. I've signed contracts on the internet, too. I feel always shady doing that, though. I feel like there's... it's. I love it. <laughs> you love it? It kept me from having to drive 300 miles. I so was, was like great. the big, like, when you sit in a, in a boardroom and they hand you the physical contract and the pen, it feels fancy like you're... Fancy pen. But yeah. it feels like you're actually accomplishing something. Well, yeah, if you, when you, if you can do that and it's not a major inconvenience, sure, yeah. I get that. When you just click, hey, check this <laughs> yeah. box that you're really who you say you are and you're, you know... You, you can be sued if you're not, then it doesn't seem as impressive to me. You know, it's like, okay, I get it. It's nice that we convenient, but yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. So in the post-mortem, after what happened on Monday night, that curb stomping Clemson gave Alabama, the focus has been on what? I thought it would be on what the hell happened to Nick Saban, but it seemed, now I was sleeping part of the day because I work overnights, but when I was awake and I was consuming the sporting news of the day, it is. it seemed to me that it was all about the breakout star of the game, Trevor Lawrence. People lost their mind. They're bloody crazy. What's going on with this Trevor Lawrence guy, the freshman quarterback who sliced up the Alabama Nick Saban defense there like few have done since Nick Saban took over as a college football coach years ago. It was a stunning plot twist. It's one thing for Clemson to win the game, but to take down the Roman dynasty of college football, man. So we've seen a lot of people that love Nick Saban that have circled the wagons to try to defend Nick Saban. They've gone out of their way. But as far as Trevor Lawrence, the floodgates have opened. Every talking head, every Ken doll on television, every big mouth blowhard on radio, and every intellectual on the internet is convinced that Lawrence is going to be the next great NFL quarterback. Plug in whatever name you associate with greatness. And that is who Trevor Lawrence is going to be. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, go down the list. Of course, he's so tall, people don't compare him to, to Drew Brees. Uh, now, if you've been paying attention, some of my favorites, 
And I, I put some of these together. Trevor Lawrence is better right now, somebody wrote, than 19 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Really? He's better than 19 starting quarterbacks in the National Football League? He's played no games in the NFL. Our colleague, Colin Cowherd, while I was sleeping, Colin does overnights for me and I was sleeping, uh, he said that Trevor Lawrence is the third best NFL quarterback prospect he had ever seen in college behind John Elway and Andrew Luck. I want that to settle in a little bit. But wait, there's more. Several football wonks said they talked to NFL talent evaluators. I always get a kick out of this one. You know, I'm talking NFL talent evaluators. Yeah, I'm sure they're dying to talk to you. And they said that Lawrence would be the number one pick in this year's draft if he was available. Number one. Gil Brandt. Now, I like Gil Brandt. He's older than dirt. He used to run the Dallas Cowboys back in the days. I, I, you know what I like about Gil Brandt? He's older than dirt, and he's all over Twitter. I love that about him. Like a lot of old people, they're like, I don't know how to use this new, you you kids and your new technology. Not Gil Brandt. He's sending out tweets. I don't know if he does it or somebody else does it for him, but it's it's engaging. So Gil Brandt, who hired Tom Landry, that's how old Gil Brandt is back in the day with the Cowboys, he said that Trevor Lawrence is the best true freshman quarterback he's ever seen and said if he was still running the show for an NFL team, he would make trades, as many trades as he could, to get draft capital in 2021 so they could engineer a trade to get Trevor Lawrence. We can go on and on. I mean, I got a bunch. It was like a like a spitting match to see who could compliment the Clemson quarterback more. You know, it's like, well, no, I'm going to say something nicer. Uh, no, I'm going to, I'm going to trump you. You think he's good looking? I think he's better looking. Uh, you think his girlfriend's hot? No, I think she's hotter. You know, we can go on and on, right back and forth. So let's discuss. Now, yeah, it was a slobber fest. You're right. It was a smooch, 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 slobber, lick, lick, lick. That's what they were doing. So the question is, are you buying or selling Trevor Lawrence as a future transcendent quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I'm going to sell this stock. Uh, I am the person on Wall Street telling you to either hold or to sell. That is what I am telling you. Do not buy, hold, or sell. That's what I'm saying. I, I looked out the window. I thought I saw Helmet Man, but it, I don't think it was Helmet Man. I think it was somebody else. Uh, but anyway, all right, here's the point. All right, uh, let, let me give you some thoughts here I have on Trevor Lawrence and the NFL and all of this together. We have the fallacy of youth, hyperbolic nonsense, and if that was not enough, we also have the man's game. And we will tie all of this together. Now, first of all, Trevor Lawrence was clearly great. And I am not here to sit and rain down urine on his parade. I am not here to do that at all. I am not trying to defecate on Trevor Lawrence. That performance was an oil painting against Alabama. It was also, say it with me now, one game. It was one performance. Now, there's a an old idiom which applies to this it's called putting the cart before the horse and it applies here because that one game guarantees nothing the nfl will not allow trevor lawrence to enter the draft for another couple of years a lot of things can happen between now and then 
I referenced this the other day, and it bears repeating. Trevor Lawrence at some point is going to have a really bad game. It's going to happen. He's going to go out for Clemson, and it might be in a high-profile game in the, in the ACC, and he's going to blow. He's going to be terrible. He's going to vomit all over the field. And that will take some of the luster off of Trevor Lawrence. It's going to happen. There's also a lot of temptation in life. He could become burned out on football. That, that could happen. He's only 19 years old. A lot of, lot of weight now on his shoulders. Well, there's other things he could be doing. You also have the fallacy of youth, and I brought this up from time to time. The fallacy of you. Look at me. I'm a perfect example. I was described in my early days in radio, the back when it mattered, the radio television critic mattered. It doesn't really matter much anymore. It's Everything's watered down. But early in my career, Larry Stewart, who at that time was the radio TV columnist for the LA Times, it was a big job. Everyone read his column. It was a big deal to be in that column. And Larry Stewart called me a rising star in radio. And it mattered. It was a big, big accolade to get. He was wrong. I'm, I've been in the business 20 years. I'm doing overnights. I'm not a rising star. I'm a failure. If I was good, I'd be on 6 to 6 p.m., 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm reminded of that all the time. So I'm an example. You know, at one point, I was the rising star, and now look at me here. So Trevor Lawrence could be the, you know, the Ben Maller of, of football. And uh, that's, that's a very good possibility. But the fallacy of youth is people assume that young athletes in particular were always going to get better. They're never going to stay the same. They're never going to regress. And this often backfires. It backfires certainly more times than not. It's very possible that what happened on Monday night was the signature moment of Trevor Lawrence's athletic career, that that was the high watermark. And people will try to always get back that moment. And it's, it's a magical moment because it was unexpected by many. Right, unexpected by many. We don't know whether Trevor Lawrence is going to be a one-hit wonder or he's going to have staying power. And I recall in the past, NFL pundits, everything's relative, but there was a period in time when Ryan Leaf was neck and neck with Peyton Manning, and there were debates whether who, you know, who should be drafted number one. Uh, Ryan Leaf has spent more time in a halfway house than he has in an NFL locker room since he was drafted by the Chargers back in the day, and you can knock that off if you want. Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell threw like a 70-yard pass in the Sugar Bowl uh, against uh, was it, against Notre Dame, Charlie Weiss in Notre Dame. And because of that play, the, the Raiders drafted him with the number one pick. And the greatness of the Raiders. He has had many more drinks of purple drank than he has touchdown passes in his career. Tim Tebow, darling of the Florida Gators, great college player, one of the greats of all time at Florida. Flamed out in the NFL. Matt Barkley's even a, Matt Barkley's probably the best example out of all these guys. Matt Barkley at USC was a Heisman candidate, was projected as the number one pick in the NFL draft. He decided to stay in college. He said, I, and he could have left. He could have left Matt Barkley. He decided, I want to stay. He went back to USC and was an abject failure the rest of his USC career and in the NFL. And I can, I can go on. I mean, there's a bunch of these guys. You know some I'm not mentioning. You say, what about that guy, Mallory? Why didn't you say that guy? You're a loser. I, I understand. I can't say everyone. Now, secondly, this is the reactionary sports media. All of these proclamations and dedications to Trevor Lawrence, they ring hollow, right? It is hyperbolic nonsense is what it is, and I'll tell you why. 
Not a single one of my colleagues in the media business that are ranting and raving like lunatics about how great Trevor Lawrence is singing the praises of this Clemson quarterback. Not one of these morons said anything like this before the game. Right? It's all reactionary because of what happened in the game. They are prisoners of the moment. And I recall last year after Alabama came back in the second half to win the championship, similar things were said about Tua Tungavailoa, that he was going to break the NFL, teams were going to tank to get Tua, and he was going to be amazing and all that stuff. He certainly had a wonderful year. Alabama ended up in the national championship game, but... None of those things are being said about Tua right now. You know, you give a big yawn is what you do. And so now that Lawrence has become a star, he will have an army of hangers on who are going to try to ride his coattails, right? This is the new meal ticket. This is it. You talk about celebrity worship syndrome, which is a blessing and a curse. The good part is that Hey, why not? It's a blessing because he'll be fond all over. It's good for your ego to have that stroked and other things as well. But it's you know it's good, right? Why not? What the hell? That's a blessing. And then his every move is going to be chronicled on social media from now on in, in the next couple of years. And that would be a curse if he has any misstep. It'll be blown up. The Maller Militia, uh, I guess you got an email from a, a guy who listens. He listens in South Carolina. <clears throat> and uh, I don't believe I wrote his name down, but he, he messaged to say he was he heard my comments uh, yesterday, earlier in the in the week about Trevor Lawrence, and and said he will not fall victim to temptation because he is a God fearing man. That's, uh, that's generally what this, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what the guy said. Now I'm going to push back on that. I mean, there's nothing wrong at all with with being a man of religion at all. Uh, that's great, but I will tell you the tale of Dwight Howard. I need to tell the story of Dwight Howard because when I was blogging and I had a website that did pretty well, it was a story I wrote about uh, Dwight Howard who had gone to high school in Georgia. And he would be a straight-to-the-NBA guy. Dwight Howard went right to the NBA out of high school on a direct flight. And he was very religious, a God-fearing man, Dwight Howard. He told the commissioner, David Stern, that he wanted the NBA to change their logo. He felt very strongly about this that the logo, they could keep Jerry West dribbling the basketball, but they had to add a cross. He felt like they needed to add a cross somewhere in the logo, and Dwight Howard asked the commissioner of the NBA at the time, David Stern, to add a cross. Now, David Stern didn't do it. Uh, You talk about holy evangelizing, Batman, right? Why not? But Howard, since he's now an adult, he's all grown up, and I don't know his religious uh, inklings now. I do know that Dwight Howard is an NBA guy. His reputation, he has left a trail of illegitimate kids around the United States. Uh, he uh, also has very some tawdry rumors out there on the Internet about some taboo things that Dwight might or might not be a fan of. So just because you happen to be a believer in God, is it's great, but it doesn't guarantee anything. Thank you, Jesus! Now, Kurt Warner's kept his nose clean, so you know that's a good example. Kurt Warner's been great. I love Kurt Warner. All right, the final word on this. Despite my cynicism, the, the NFL, I'm not buying all the hyperbole about the Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, but the NFL should open the doors to anybody who wants to play. I am a, an advocate of that. I'm not an advocate of artificial barriers and 
the NFL claims that they can't allow these younger players to get into the NFL because they're physically unable to handle the game. It's a man's game. We hear that all the time. It's a man's game. And the NFL comes across as noble, right? They're trying to help young athletes. I look at them as disingenuous because really what the NFL is doing is they're protecting their own interests. They're putting a firewall around college football, guaranteeing that the top high school football players go to college football and stay there for several years, keeping a de facto minor league system in place because it costs a lot of money. It's a lot of money to put a real minor league system together. The NFL's attempted some of that loosely over the years, the World League of Football and things like that. But I will guarantee you, if the NFL put a rule in and said, you know what, anybody can be drafted. If you're 18 or older, you can be drafted in the NFL. There would be every year, not a ton, but there would be 5, 10, 15 players who are 18 years of age or 19 years of age who are drafted by the Steelers, the Jets, the Patriots, and they would be placed on practice squads. Right? If you're built like Adonis, they'd put you on a practice squad for a couple of years. They'd feed you a diet of vitamins and whatever else they give these guys, and, uh, and they'd keep you. They'd draft and stash you is what they do. But that would be bad for business. So it's cheaper to put these stipulations out there and keep players out. All right, Spend my other show on Fox we say hello to Edmund, Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Uh, you know, the, the Trevor Lawrence thing, there was another show that uh, I may be a part of that spent a lot of time talking about <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Was it recorded? And, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, no comment. Uh, look, I don't have a problem talking about what an incredible true freshman he is that, you know, he was playing high school football a year ago, and now he's throwing touchdowns on the biggest stage in college football, but... Uh, to your point, there's a, there's a lot of time that can pass between now and uh, when he's going to be drafted in the NFL. So, mm, I, you know, slow down a little bit. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Well, last year they were saying the same thing about Tua. It was all about Tua, 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 Tua. Most people didn't know how to say his name, Tua Tungavailoa. I was one of the first guys that learned how to say Tua's name properly because what I did was I went on YouTube yes. and I saw a video of how he pronounced his name. So I knew right away how to say Tua Tungavailoa. Yeah, now we all know how to say it. No, but I'm still proud that I well, say actually, it you know properly. What? I do hear people still mess it up, so I shouldn't say that. Yes, yeah. It's like now for the first couple of years, the Greek freak, I just called him the Greek freak. Right? I didn't call him by his proper name. I called him the Greek freak because I, I didn't know how to say his name. And then there was a, a moment, this Waterloo moment in my life, where I woke up and I realized it's Giannis Adetokumbo. And now I say it with such gusto and such pride because it's it's like an elementary school student that learned a big word. It sounds, like you're, repeat- sounds like you're using a D, though, in there. Yes, Giannis, uh, Giannis Adetokumbo. That's how you pronounce it. Even though there are two T's in his last name? Doesn't matter. That's how you pronounce it. 100%. Look are it you, up. Are you guys agreeing with this? Uh, with the pronunciation? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's it's duh. Identical. It's, it's not a strong. Oh no! Here we're going to go down this rabbit Duh. hole. Really, we're going to go down this rabbit. Wait, why he, can't you just say, "Hey, Maller got it right." It's Giannis. We're, we're talking about the cor- correct pronunciation of a name. Adetokumbo. Adetokumbo is how you like, pronounce. Like uh, paying a debt. It sounds similar to that, but there's no. B. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, we're teaching Eddie how to pronounce Giannis Adetokumbo's that's, that's, name. That's interesting. That, uh, that's why it was hard for me to learn how to pronounce a, his name. It's got a T. It in doesn't it, matter it, how it's spelled, it Eddie. It matters how it's pronounced. 
I was told by someone that used to work here who no longer works here, who still texts me oh, and harasses me. I'm not going to say his name, but I, I'm underwater in my mortgage because of him. But uh, I, he, he told me that a man's name is not how it's spelled. It's how that person wants his name pronounced. In the Nigerian way, you got to say with a D. So it's Adetokumpo. Yeah. But in the Greek way, you say with an NT, like Antetokumpo. There you go. So I changed myself. Like, I don't think there is a way you got to say the last name. Uh, whatever you, whatever you got, just say, you know, it's Yanis Adetokumpo. All right, say it with me now. Yanis Adetokumpo. Yanis Adetokumpo. Straight? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I prefer the traditional Greek way. Yeah, what would that be? I don't know. Play that again, Coop. The Nigerian way, you got to say with a D. So it's Adetokumpo. But in the Greek way, you say with an NT, like Antetokumpo. Antetokumpo. Yeah. Oh, is that how you do it? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right so I'm, I'm a traditionalist. Yeah, I'm sure. You're a purist <laughs> is what you are. You're listening to the Ben Mallet Show on Fox. Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And right over to the Koopaloo. But after Derrick Rose's 50-point game earlier this season, you said that you'd have to see him do it more than one or two games to buy into him being back. Now, Ben, he probably won't ever get back to his MVP level, but his nearly 19-point and 5-assist average are his highest since his Chicago days. Ben, what say you now? Well, I'm glad that you, you said it like that. What say you now? Uh, it, it is a still a small sample size. I, let's put it this way. If I was an NBA executive and Derrick Rose was, was available, I wouldn't trust him. I don't trust the guy. Uh, A, Derrick Rose has still missed 20% of the Timberwolves games this season. He's on pace to miss 16 out of the 82 games. So you still cannot rely on Derrick Rose. Now, clearly, listen, he's been very effective. Uh, Hallelujah. Mazel Tov. He's playing very well in Minnesota. And the basketball wonks love his stat line. But B, context does matter. Rose is 30 years old now. He's a backup on a Wolves team that is in turmoil. They just fired their president and head coach of basketball operations there, Coach Tibbs, and they're likely going to miss the playoffs. So let's hold off on calling this one of those sappy made-for-TV comeback story movie-type deals. All right, next. Now, Ohio State announced that Greg Schiano is pursuing NFL coaching opportunities. Do you think he'll find one? Yes, I believe there's an 85% chance that Shiano's in the NFL next year. First of all, Shiano, he worked as a head coach in the league. He's got a lot of friends. The good old boys network is alive and well. Shiano is said to be kindred spirits with Bill Belichick. In fact, there's a rumor out that the Dolphins could hire the current Patriots de facto defensive coordinator. So I could see Shiano taking over as the Patriots defensive coordinator next year. And then secondly, if the Pats gig doesn't work out, Bill Belichick has disciples all over the NFL. He could help them out. You've got uh, Detroit with Matt Patricia. Tennessee has a disciple of Belichick. He's got friends all over the place. So there's there's other teams in the boondocks of pro football that could hire. And who knows? He could he could be back in you know he could be back in Florida. Could be in Tennessee. There's a lot of opportunities there for Shiano. He'll be somewhere next. 
Now, Doc Rivers informed the media that he gave an open invite to Tom Thibodeau uh, and an open invite to a consulting role for the Clippers. Yeah. Ben, how long do you think Thibodeau does this before getting another head coaching no, gig? No, no, forever. Uh, keep <laughs> the old st- – they got to bring back the old Celtics staff. Remember, Koo, I know you're jealous of this, but Coach Tibbs was the defensive specialist for that Celtic team that beat your Lakers in the NBA Finals, the 08 Celtics. He was the brains behind that defense. This is a great move. Doc Rivers, he's running a coaching rehab clinic with his buddies there. I love it. It's great. Keep the gang together. How do we do, Kubaloo? Ben, you failed this edition. I won it. I heard a win. I didn't hear lose. I heard win. You get nothing. Hey. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password. The word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All right, here we go. It's password time. Let's meet our contestants. Get to the game right now. We say hello to Billy in Albany. Hello, Billy. Hey, how's it going, sir? How's that Super Bowl pick going for you? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was wrong. You were right. I'm, no, I'm, I, I I'm still think the Ravens have a chance. I, and Seattle, let me tell you something. That's a good matchup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My horses came in last. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, well, Billy, very nice. So tell the guy listening in Beaver Dam and Punxsutawney what you do for a living. I work in security, private security. Keeping stuff safe overnight, keeping stuff protected overnight. All right, hold on a sec, Billy, and we have, who do we have here? See, I'm thinking five. I'm thinking five. I'm going to go with five. Let's go to, boy, you know, we can't, I don't, well, we can do it because it's not, they don't have to say their name. So we yeah, can't they don't do have it. to buzz in. All right, Bill in St. Paul. So we have Billy and Bill. Hello, Bill. Hello, Ben. Welcome. Well. All right. What do you do for a living, Billy? Tell the guy. Now, you've called before. But tell the people what you do for a living. I do papers, and I also work at FedEx Brown. All right. Very good. Welcome to the show, Bill. You're the you're the St. Paul Bill is what you are against Billy in Albany, okay? All right. Hold on a sec. Uh, Billy, who would you like to partner up with? You can play with me, Ben, Eddie, Coop, or Roberto. I choose Ben Maller. Because you're a winner. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Hold on a sec. And, Bill, who would you like to partner up with, Bill? I will partner up with Coop. Coop-a-loop. All right. Everyone loves Coop. Back-to-back days with Coop. Okay. Very good. Coop, you are there with Bill, and I am with Billy. Billy, you were on the air first. I have a list of words. They start out worth 10 points. Oh, I sound like Rush Limbaugh, didn't I? All right. Uh, 10 words. And they all start out worth 10 points. And it's, uh, it's trying to get to the word. We can't use uh, proper names or businesses or things like that. Billy, where do you want to go? Which number? Pick a number. Magic number, Billy. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right. Very good. Here we go. Word number one. Let's go with, let's see here. Uh, a couple ways I can go with this. How about Accolade. Legacy. No. All right, Koopaloop. We go to you. I'm going to go a different direction, Bill. Bad, bad. When you change direction, it does not go well. But it's all in the same neighborhood. So remember what Ben said. Uh, my clue for you is going to be integrity. Uh, I'm going to say honor. Yeah. Oh, no. Boo. 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 
You know, an accolade is an honor. You're getting accolades. You're being getting honored. But all right, nine well, nothing. Coop. Shut up. You don't say that with such joy. Next word. Go Coop ahead, Bill. Nine, ben nothing. Saint, sa- shut up. St. Paul Bill. Go ahead, St. Paul Bill. Uh, nine. Nine. Oh, I see what you did there, you schmuck. All right, go ahead. No chance you get this right on the first one. Go ahead. All right, Bill. This one's easy. We're going to get this. I'm going to go toboggan. Sled. Ah, yes. Wow. Well, he's in Minnesota. <laughs> All right, back to Coop 19. Shut up. Ben, absolutely nothing. Turn his mic off. Go ahead, Billy. We're coming back. Big comeback here. You're my Nick Foles. Go ahead. Oh, number two. Now you like Nick Foles. I hate him still. Uh, number two. <laughs> All right, here we go. Abracadabra. Magic. Yeah. That's the comeback, Eddie. We have scored ten stop, unanswered. Stop applauding yourself. And that's Roberto. I would. Move. I would never do that. Roberto's doing is that, that. Is that a proper noun? Is that two? Yeah. No, it's not. Two Abracadabra is one word. You idiots. So one, one word. No, it's one word. Abracadabra is one word. You can look it up. All right. I got ten points. Uh, I have scored the last ten points, and I, of course, <laughs> am on a roll. But back to Billy or Bill, rather, in St. Paul, Minnesota. Go ahead, Bill. Uh, today I have a number five meal. So number five. Oh, I see what you're doing there, Bill. All right. This is an easy one. Coop should get this right away. There should be no problem at all, Coop. Um, I'm blanking on this one. That's, that's a good sign. Let's go with... um. Ah. Five, four, three, two, one. Carmageddon. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a Disaster. Hard. No, no. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say what you think he said. He said, all right, um, Billy, let's go with. I'm sorry, Bill. That's, that's on me. Billy in. All right, we're still going to win. No, you're not. Billy in Albany. Let's go with gridlock. Billy. Impass. What? What? Impass. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Bill, do I even you... need to give you a clue? Oh, my God. Did I get it? Well, what is it? No, you didn't no, get no, it, Billy. No. <laughs> you have to still guess it. But don't you know what it is at this point? Well, he, he might not have this in, in Albany. Bill, do you know the answer, Bill? Well, hold, hold on. I'm, oh, I'm, uh, yeah. Well, since the score isn't this, it's tie. Well, no. What? What? How about getting this word right? Just get the word. Be, be win. Hurry be up. Winning. Go ahead, Coop. Five, four. Yeah, Bill, the word is tie. Oh my, oh my God! No, he didn't. Geez. All right, let's go uh, back I mean, to me. Give a clue. All right, let's oh. go. Let's go with. Uh, <laughs> I said gridlock. How about bottleneck? Billy. Um. Oh my God! What's going on here? Deadlock. Oh my God! Oh, Bill, you know what? My clue's cars. <laughs> cars? Yes, cars. <laughs> he has no idea. You just confused him more. No, you guys aren't. It's the word we were looking for. These guys don't deal with what we have to deal with in L.A. The traffic. Gridlock. Bottleneck. Oh, we're out of time. I am the winner. No, no, no. Good I job, Bill. We're going to extend the show. No, no. Got a murder. Got to go. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.